It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? Well, 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 welcome in episode number one four nine nine. One four nine nine. Not everybody at once. Is that how much talking shop of mania two? Try Brandon Linton. Nicely done, sir. Yes. Oh, is that is that really it? Yeah, that's the one. That's correct. That's fourteen ninety nine for uh, talking shop. First time I've ever guessed the episode. <laughs> no doubt, man. Episode fourteen ninety nine of jabbing out. Uh, and yes, for those of you that are wondering, we will be talking a lot of talking shop mania next week, and might even be again with Anderson and Gallows, <laughs> who are basically more a part of the show at this point than aj is. pretty much <laughs> like it is it is a weird world that we're living in no, we and... need to do the math if they really appear on the show next next week or the week after we need to do the math as to how, how many far times... back we have to go to get aj that much <laughs> yes how many how many t- episodes aj how many episodes it takes aj to get to three appearances i mean and how many episodes it takes the good brothers it's definitely a, a quicker pace for the good brothers there's no question about that um I'm still hammering out those details, but I I do believe they're going to be joining us again. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say? Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely on board with another visit from the Good Brothers. I don't like how this microphone sounds, so I'm going to switch to another microphone if you boys don't mind. Uh, AJ is, of course, not with us again this week because... It's just what it is, but because uh, yeah, Aaron Oster. Oh my God, I really it, does. The microphone sound as bad to you guys as it does to me. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. I wasn't sure if it was my headphones or if it was your microphone. Right, let me see something here. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Does that make it? No, it it doesn't make it any better at all. This microphone just huh. sucks now. Well, that's weird. Such is life. That's okay. It, I don't... It, it's a pity that you know you're out of a professional studio and right. stuff. Well, we did like a whole pre-show too, and it didn't sound like this during that, did it? You sound no. like Aaron did last week. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hang on. It, it, for, for you, oh, there we go. Well, yeah, well, that it's a different. I went better. to a different microphone, and it sounds beautiful. I I don't know what's happened here, but it's very concerning because that you know is a microphone oh. that I use for a broadcast. So. Indeed. Not ideal, but uh, well, we'll solve that in another day. All right. Uh, anyway, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Baltimore Sun, and Vison, as well as Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live. Boys, uh, Whatever that, that is a place in our yeah, hearts. So, yeah, it is a place in our hearts at this point, isn't it? Much like Jetta. Um, so, look, uh, we don't have a guest scheduled for this week. You never know when things might change. I've had a few things that um, I've reached out about, and, and I don't know. Uh, maybe Anderson and Gallows will try to come on again this week. <laughs> But, and by the way, we'll take them. Um, here's the deal. I I want to dive into something in the first hour of the show. We're going to get to, like, recapping Full Gear, and we'll get to what happened in WWE this week, all of those things. We'll, we'll discuss all of them at some point later on in the program. But I, I want to start... 
by kind of combining two things that that popped up in in my world of caring about pro wrestling this week. And and I'm going to try to introduce them together and have like a viable legitimate conversation instead of just flipping out and screaming and flaming about it as I have been wont to do in recent months. I want this to sort of become almost like a round table discussion about two topics that have been introduced over the course of the last week. The first, unfortunately, was introduced by Cody Rhodes. Mm. Um, and I want to separate Talker. from this because Cody Rhodes, to my understanding, on this call that he did last week, Aaron, was not supposed to be Cody Rhodes the character. He was supposed to be Cody Rhodes the executive vice president. Is that correct? As far as I know. It's a very fine line, isn't it? Right. It, like it, cer- a- it certainly seems that way based on what was. Discussed. Well, it's not just based on what he was said. I believe it was presented. Hey, you know, in the same way that they make Tony Khan available after shows, I believe the idea was that they told the media we will do a press conference with Executive Vice President Cody Rhodes. Now, if that's not but the case, with 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 wrestling, then and this isn't just AEW that that does blur the lines. It certainly does. There's no, quest- it's, there's no question that it blurs the lines. So he was asked about the fact that um, the the Hikaru Hikaru maybe she doesn't have a first name Sheeta match um, with Nyla Rose had no build on on Dynamite, which you know by the way neither did anything else really. Um, we talked about that at length. Well, no, they they had builds, just really weird ones. Well, no, they had one really good, as we talked about last week. They had one yes. really good build, and and, and for a match that you know was never going to go another way. And they had a a couple of really strange builds and a bunch of no yes. builds. Yes. Um, they they had they had like two or three odd builds, and then they had four or five. Here's a match. Um, so he was asked about that, and I guess it was specific because it was the women's match, and you know, like that. Look, they, the women's division has been so terrible on AEW that understandably that one stands out a little bit more than the others as far as the lack of build. Here are Cody Rhodes' comments. I personally am not disappointed because my outlook on wrestling is there is a wrestling ring and we have wrestlers and we have rankings and there will be matches. I do understand that for the last 20 years, fans have been conditioned to think that every match is going to start with an invisible camera and a piece of cake and catering and someone takes that last piece of cake and now there's drama, now there's a storyline. In our case, sports-centric, we're right back to it. I meant it when I said it. I hope folks aren't disappointed when they get this actual wonderful match between two incredible female performers. Sheeta, there's no one better, no one better than Sheeta, and I'm talking about our women's division and our men's division. But I'm aware that for 20 years, they've been conditioned to every match needs to have a warranted story connected to it. That will not be the case with AEW. We have wrestling matches because we're a wrestling show. It's in the title. And I hope if there was any disappointment in the build, there will be no disappointment in the execution. Now, let's leave it alone for a second. There's about a billion things we can say. But let's leave it alone for a second. I want to combine this topic with another topic that popped up uh, just last night as I was watching AEW. Um... Sean Ross Sapp, Aaron, what's what's his background? Like, why has he become a player in this world? 
Uh, I don't know his full background. I do know he, you know, he knows the stuff. He has sources. He reports well, and he's he's generally respected in it, a, a, you know in the it, wrestling media landscape. It's it's a weird line, right? Because I I and I'm I'm not trying to dismiss. I want to make this very clear. I don't want to dismiss Sean Sapp in any way. He Aaron, you're 100 percent right about everything you just said. I am. I am. I never fully know, like, if that's because you've been a journalist, because you worked in wrestling, or like you're just someone who's like, say, willing to pay people for information, right? Like, and I'm not. I'm not accusing. I want to make that very clear. I just don't know. I don't know how Sean Sapp became this plugged in. But to his credit, he is. He's quite plugged in. His website, Fightful, regularly breaks news. He's very on top of things. Has good interviews. The whole deal. Sean Sapp tweeted this out last night. I see a lot of, quote, who is the face, who is the heel, unquote, tweets all the time about AEW. Why do they or anyone else need to follow the same formula, especially one that has seen diminishing returns? Okay, now, um... Let me start by getting all of my wanking motions out of the way. I'm going to do my best to try. I, I, I really do want to have a legitimate conversation. I guess before we get there, we can go ahead and try to separate, specifically when it comes to Cody. Sean Sapp has no power in anything. He can say whatever he wants to say. He's a journalist or a, a member of the media. He does not. He, he has no uh, ulterior motives that I know of. I want to start. Let's go ahead and separate the boy that's rich coming from Cody Rhodes, right? Like, it's, it's pure and utter gaslighting, trying to pretend like um, storylines have only existed over the last 20 years is the height of, of bullshit. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I can't think of anything that's more bullshit than trying to pretend like storylines were only introduced in professional wrestling in the year 2000 by WWE. I, I mean, I... Yes. It's yeah. it's it's Absurd. embarrassing that someone would try to gaslight that much just because they hate WWE. I get it. Cody Rhodes has a WWE problem. That's his problem, you know, it's a whole thing. It's you're embarrassing yourself when you try to rewrite history and gaslight. Storylines were not introduced in professional wrestling by WWE 20 years ago. Storylines have existed in professional wrestling for as long as professional wrestling has existed. It's so fucking stupid that somebody would hear that sentence and say anything other than, dude, what the fuck are you saying? But I, let me try to, again, separate that because I get it. Cody Rhodes has a WWE problem, and that's not going away, and we can all acknowledge that. And like, if he attempted to deny it, we could laugh in his face. Um, that's, that's a separate thing altogether. I can right. also separate the fact that like it's also comical that he's pretending like AEW is something that it's not. AEW, <laughs> AEW suggested that they were going to be this like sports centric show. My God, could ri- could could records and ratings mean anything less? Um, th- th- whatever they said they were going to be, they are most certainly not that thing. They don't do that. That's a lie. They're not that show. Um, Ring of Honor's pure tournament was that thing. It was a different thing. It was a different concept. AEW is not a sports centric show. They're, they're not. I don't know how to well, say it's, it. It's, it's like they went to the mission statement and forgot all the shit they did for the past year. Well, and, in and, that, in and that a, statement. And again, it's <laughs> utterly rich that Cody Rhodes would say this at the same night that Eddie Kingston, who's won nothing in AEW, was the number one contender in competing for the, w, the AEW championship. 
He's right. talking about the same pay-per-view and saying we're sports-centric. Well, again, dude, you, you can't. You don't get to just get away with that. You don't just get to say things um, and gaslight for the sake of gaslighting. Also, three days before they introduced what they introduced, which I know we'll talk well, about. Well, yeah, we'll, and we'll get to that, obviously. We'll get to that down the road. So, but I mean, I, good I, God, I, how could you say I, that when you know what I, you're about that's, to do? It's a very fair point, Brandon. It's a very, <laughs> very fair point. So, again, I'm attempting to separate all of these kind of biases, right? Like, I, it's, it, it is. It's embarrassing. He should be embarrassed. Everyone who defends it should be embarrassed by the things that Cody Rhodes said because it's just complete and utter gaslighting, and that's all it is. And by the way, they have used storylines in AEW, which is, the like, add another layer of how stupid this is. Plenty of matches do have storylines. In fact, the only way you can justify Eddie Kingston having been in that match was the fact that it was the one that had a good storyline. <laughs> so, hey, how how was the the sports centric the sports centricity of that Matt Hardy match? Right. Oh no, you could tell that was very sports centric. <laughs> so so again, I I'm I, like I'm I, we have to acknowledge all these things. We can't pretend like they don't exist. It's it's flat embarrassing. But now we've done that. So let's there is an interesting conversation. Let's separate and have a conversation. Exactly right, Aaron. So I'm both questions. First, the need for storylines in professional wrestling, and the concept of faces and heels. I guess I think we can combine the two. I don't think we need to separate these two topics all that much because I do think they kind of walk hand in hand. Um. Aaron, I, I'll let you start. You're the the journalist of the group, if you will. I mean, that's a. I can't believe I just said that. Hey, I have a journalism degree. I'll have you know. You know what, Brandon's got. You know what? Maybe Brandon oh. is the journalist of the group. Wait, I have the journalism degree too. <laughs> I I actually do not. For what it's worth, that's what a weird bit that is. Um, Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is really weird. I'm the only one of us that doesn't have a journalism degree. That's really funny. Um. But I'll let Aaron. I still let Aaron start because his name comes first alphabetically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very barely. Ba- barely. Barely. That is true. Uh, you're not an E. Storylines, heels and faces, in 2020. Again, separated from all the bullshit, all the nonsense that Cody said. Um, where do you think we are, and where could we be at this point? So I'm going to take this from two different uh, points here. My personal viewpoint, and as anyone who's listened to the show knows, is I love storylines. I love character building. It's why I watch wrestling more than the wrestling. I've gotten into arguments with AJ about this uh, in the past. It's why I love Lucha Underground so much, because they had the strong characters, the strong storylines, and and everything involved with it. I think... And I think this part is uh, this what I'm going to say next is undisputable to either side of this conversation. The best things that happen in wrestling, the the absolute peak, are what happens when you get a great heel and a great face and put it into a storyline together. It's what it's why we love Gargano and Champa. It's why we loved Daniel Bryan's story at WrestleMania. It's why we loved Kofi against uh, Daniel Bryan it's because you had a strong face and a strong heel there. So at the absolute peak, I think the absolute peak you have to have those things together. Now, having said all that, we love, for the, for the past five years, the company that we, most people have loved more than any other has been NXT, and we've said it time and time again, there aren't really heels, with, with the exception of the occasional Champa in NXT. They don't have that face heel. It tends to be over or over, or we're going to let you choose 
who to cheer for. In in uh, there there have been heights. There have been exceptions. I, I, I think that. I think. But we've been talking about Adam Cole. Right, what but is he? but hang on a second. Things. Right, These are two I, different things. Right, different things. You can't you can't decide that because people cheer for someone they're not a heel. Right, like like the, like, I, like the the program okay, is okay, clearly but, but, but that, showing you that he is. Okay, but but I'm just saying in a lot of cases in these NXT, it's been. Some of these matches that we've truly loved, it's been let's put these guys together and just have great matches. That has happened in NXT to a, a big degree. Not but every so, match. So maybe here's a good conversation point. I want to point back to Sean Ross Sapp's Hey, tweet. hey real quick, by the way, uh, Aaron, before and Brandon, I will, I promise. Before you say that, to be clear, even in those scenarios, what we're painting is we like both these guys. Right. Even if we're going but, that but, way, but, uh, but I'm it's, saying specifically, it's a, to, to but, re, do the, but if it you ask every wrestling fan, if you asked every wrestling fan who they believe the heel was, ninety nine percent of them would tell you the right answer. And, and well, that's maybe probably, that, that might be true. Would. But I do think it's a clear demarcation. For example, and and again, I'm not I'm not trying to dunk on what AEW did, but there's a big difference in we like both of these guys versus we have no reason to like either of these guys. And what we saw on Saturday night, like the, the concept should have worked between the Bucks and FTR, but it, it never clicked. I was completely disinterested in the match because I didn't want any of them to win. Right. I had no interest. And, and, and that's why I was just talking about it more in a vague standpoint, more, basically more than what we're going, because this isn't the first time we've heard this conversation. We have heard this over and over again, that the idea of faces and heels for, you know, pretty much the past decade. Really, even longer. We we can I, say, you know, I, I think, even WWE going back to the Attitude Era. I think you know, we've Vince blurred McMahon the lines. That promo. Uh, all, right, all right, let me go back. Let me go to Brandon. Let me go to Brandon. Let let him get his thought in here. I think the 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 thing in that tweet that we have to, I think, call out a little bit is the whole two diminishing returns I mean, thing. And I, you know, and look, that's fair. It's it's separated from the point. You're 100% right. They are the kings. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Diminishing returns is bullshit. That's just somebody well, trying. Unless we're just saying wrestling at all, as a whole. It's yeah. not. Well, There's well, never well, been but, a more even, but, it's never been okay, more but, profitable in the history of the like th this is the greatest era of professional wrestling. Well, Everything about using the term diminishing returns is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, but there's two things about it that are bullshit. Not only are there not diminishing returns, we're just measuring the returns differently. But let's say there are diminishing returns or like moments where we say the ratings are dead. Let, let, let's like let's ride that argument out for a quick second. It's also bullshit because you would you could argue that the the, the diminishing returns, if there are any, are because they go away from this. Like in in, in times where wrestling is 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 yeah. less appealing you could argue that we've all been on this show talking about this being the issue that they yes. went away from this formula so like i think it's disingenuous to say like yes we think diminishing returns is bullshit but if they're going to measure them in ratings it's because they if you want to blame it on that it's because they're not doing that anymore in a big way you know it's yeah, not I mean, the way they used to Every week we're talking about, okay, who's the heel? You know, we spent how much time talking about Orton and Drew McIntyre? Who's the heel? Who's the face? 
Like, right. That's, but why, that's my why do point. I? Right, exactly. And, that, and that's and that's isn't working because you're not right. doing it. Right. Exactly. Right. And I'd still say even that one's a little bit different because they had not told you that that was that, that like they in their minds there was still a heel and a face in that situation. We were. Yeah. That yeah, we're was, the ones that was a little that, more. They're, they're clearly telling you Drew McIntyre is the face of Raw. Right. That was a little more smarky in our part. We we're like, uh, hey, uh, not exactly what you're telling us. Um. I, I I'm I'm with you that that like it, but I first of all I diminishing returns is there's no way there's no justification of that it's bullshit um you can keep your, that's that's your way that's his way of trying to bring up television ratings television ratings are down for everything period 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 it's not because LeBron James isn't as good of a basketball player anymore it's because television ratings are down that's the what we're dealing with unless you're the NFL your ratings are down that's the end of that story. Um, nothing else that you can measure about the business is 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 down in any way. For the interest in professional wrestling, the amount of professional wrestling that's available, the business is booming as a whole. It's just that TV ratings for specific shows are down because we're in a fucking pandemic and, and people have stopped watching TV the same way. They are pulling the plug, they're doing the whole thing, and we haven't caught up in trying to figure out where people are and how they're watching. By the way, for what it's worth, um, it was introduced to me, for example. I uh, the, one of the like sites where you can steal pro wrestling content shows the um, the fight TV feed of AW Dynamite, which means I oh, get I get more content. I, they don't cut away to commercial as often as right. they do, and so despite the fact that I pay for TNT and I I, I DVR AW every week, I'm now inclined to choose to go get the stolen one because I'm getting more content that way for my money. So, you know, like, we have to figure this out as an industry. As an industry, we failed in this part. We're being very blockbuster video in, like, well, we'll just do something and you'll come to us when the marketplace is telling you that's not remotely true. We'll do things the way we want to do them, and we haven't figured out how to catch that up, and yet we still scream about this archaic ratings concept as being definitive about where the business is. So there's that's utter bullshit completely. And, and this is like a baseless thing to say. Like the, it, I have no way to know this, but my gut feeling is from the reactions of things is that WWE gets that. You know, like they I think they're measuring things in other ways. Um uh, that's, based, that's based tough, on right? the fact that they don't panic when it comes to that well, they, stuff. I, I think the yeah. other thing to say is they have the money so they don't need to they don't care about the other stuff. They care about one thing, which is the bottom line. Yeah, well they right care about getting their contracts them. renewed, which means right. that those ratings have to be but I'm sure that they go into their meetings with USA and whoever and say, yeah, but people are consuming this content in all these other ways and we have to figure out how to advertise to those people too. There's truth in what you're saying to an extent, Brandon, but let's not pretend like, you know, the Shane McMahon's fight club didn't exist. Let's not pretend like retribution didn't they, they've exist. They've panicked over like, it. They've we'll definitely see. panicked plenty of times and just thrown well, shit well, up sure, against the I wall. Well, sure, but I think I think like we're assuming it's on that number. What if the other numbers are down too at that point? You know, oh, I mean, like we're assuming it's, it's just fine. based on that right. one number. But, but I, I'm, I, sinking, I'm, I'm just saying, right. Are sinking too. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that they have panicked. There's been plenty of panic from WWE over but, the but years. Like and they've not, done. I, I don't think it's based on that one number. I, I don't, I don't know enough to know that specific, but, but I don't know enough to know that right. either. But I'm, so, I'm guessing based on, based on quotes that I've read from triple H is that they have, a ton of other metrics that they're measuring, not just that one. So let's come back to it for a second. Let's come back to where we were. Um, 
I want to I, I want to say that there's nuance to this conversation, right? And and that what we are essentially acknowledging is it can be done to argue that you can never have a match that doesn't have a one clear face and one clear heel is untrue. Uh, it's it's not. We all to Aaron your point. We know that's untrue. There right. are plenty of times where we can be wildly invested into something despite the fact that it is a little complicated. But I think there's a limit to that complication. Um, the, the biggest one I point out is, like, you, you can't give me a match where you have given me no reason why I should care about either one. I, I'm, I'm honestly offended by the FTR Young Bucks. I got FTR and the Young Bucks wrestling each other and didn't give a shit. And, and otherwise, what if you could get past that it was a good match. Of course it was. Of course it, it was, was a, a great, good match. It was a great match with a great story. It's just the story didn't disconnect or didn't connect because we didn't care about the characters. I, I did not care at all. I did not care who won that match in any way. There was no world in which it mattered to me. What's I could not invest myself in in FTR and the Young Bucks. That's criminal. It's criminal that that could happen in 2020. That you could give me this and make me not give a shit about it. You should be arrested for that how dare you take something that's so easy and so obvious and make me not care and so i i think there is room to say sure of course there's some gray area you can present something and despite the fact that it's not obvious it's not you know kofi kingston versus daniel bryan you can still pull it off and have me invested and have me want to watch but the idea that Cody presented was as simple as saying, if we do good matches, nothing else matters. And that alone, we have to know, is, is cockamamie. It's, it's the height of bullshit. Yes, there will always be, you put on a good match, a clinic, you can get people into it. This, of course, is the worst possible time to do that. Um, you can't create... The, the, the everybody losing their minds about something that you haven't done the work to make us lose our minds about just because the match is so good. You could do a, a clinical five-star match in front of no audience right now, and unless we're invested, you can't make us be invested because there isn't the emotion in the building to transcend that. Um, the the as you point out, Aaron, the match between FTR and the Bucks was good. It was a good match. It wasn't a you know a five star classic, but it was a good match. But there's no raucous twelve thousand people on their feet losing their minds because it's so good. So even if it was that good, it's not going to transcend the same way. Yep. So if there was there was there's never a worse time to attempt something like this. Taking it one step beyond that. The idea of, um, like, it, it sep- again, separating two things. I, they told a story, as you pointed out, and, and I, I keep coming back to the Bucks FTR only because it was recent and because it, it really fits what we're doing here. They told a story. They did. They told a, a it was convoluted. It was, you, you got lost. It, it was strange, yeah, but there they, was a story. They told a story. Yeah. They told an incredibly complicated story. And, and that goes back to, like, again, why, why this is so incessantly stupid or inherently stupid from Cody Rhodes, because they're not just telling stories. They're trying to pack, like, 12 different stories into one, 
and and losing themselves and, and doing it on four different platforms, which is uh, actually a conversation I got into with Dave Meltzer uh, earlier this week. With you know, uh, I, I keep hearing you know, well, if you watch if you watch uh, BTE, it makes sense, or if you watch Dark, it makes sense, or if you watch the Countdown to Full Gear, it makes sense. Well, if you if we need to watch all that, you better tell us that ahead of time, well, or you and you probably shouldn't do it anyways. Right, and you failed. Correct, you failed. If it requires, if if in order for me to be invested in something. It's going to require me to do an extraordinary amount of work. I'm just going to choose not to. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm instead I'm going to check out. That's the way that that will go. So y- you did. You told a story. It was unbelievably convoluted, and it seems to me as though if the Young Bucks had never turned heel and they faced FTR, we would have been wildly invested in that match. Correct. That would have been so good. I mean, like, I'm, 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 the, the, the only thing that was even slightly made, and I don't want to say better because overall it wasn't made better, but w- like looking at it from the match, going back from, you know, here's how the match was, you know, the one moment with the chair was made better because we knew that the Young Bucks had been dicks and were, you know, willing to do that. But other than that, that was the only thing that even required the slightest bit of what we saw. I, I and just, even then, it wasn't worth it. I, this thing that should have been wonderful and would so easily have been wonderful, instead turned into this this just just mess because you didn't just do the easiest thing necessary in the history of professional wrestling, which is, here's a heel, here's a face, here's obviously why you like them, here's obviously why you don't like them, let's go have a match. And we can make fun of that, and we can say it's, it's a trope, we can say it's for children, you can do whatever you want to do, but... I've got the evidence. When and you, it wasn't for children when Daniel Bryan won the title at Mania. Uh, no, it was for for nerds. <laughs> like it, it, it was, you know, arguably the greatest moment of the past decade in wrestling. And it was it was not concocted for three year olds. It was concocted for fucking creepy thirty year olds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm 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 lost. It, we're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. It is is what it feels like mostly. It feels like. We're constantly trying to um, rewrite professional wrestling when professional wrestling doesn't need to be rewritten. What what were you know, Aaron? Let's let's expand. No, upon the, that. the only thing that needs to be rewritten are the people involved in the the uh, stories. You could do the same, you know, kind of stories tweaked a little bit. As long as the people in them are fresh, it'll it'll work. Look, I... And, and he, go, going back to, to what we were saying a, a few minutes ago here, as far as, you know, you don't have to have the great storyline. What this comes down to, I think more than anything, and then I'm going to I'm going to pull another example from NXT here. Mm-hmm. The, um, the the Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly match didn't really have a storyline like it had other storylines involved with the characters, but it didn't have a straight storyline into the match itself. It was Kyle O'Reilly had, had, you know, won a number one contender match and he's the number one contender. There wasn't really a feud between them. Or anything like that. But because we cared so much about the characters, because they did so much work into the characters, you can get away with that. It's less about the storyline. While the storyline is incredibly important, as long as you have a really strong character on both sides that we can draw into. And and we can choose who we want to cheer for or whoever, but we have to have reasons to care about the characters, as you were saying. Do we have to care about the storyline? Not quite as much. But we do have to care about the, or uh, let me phrase it this way: we have to care about one or the other. It has to be a really good storyline or really good characters. When it's both, it's even better. But you have to have at least one. 
I'm trying to draw a comparison between that and Omega Page, for example, where Omega Page was not a, a face heel, um, obviously. But it did have a great story, right? Like it had a it had a really really they, they had, we had, and they had great characters. Whether and, you think and, it's and we faces were in, or heels, great characters. We were invested in them in a different way. Like I, I to say that I I cared who won the match. I don't know that I cared who won the match. I cared in seeing how the story played out. Um, I I did care about that. Like I, I, you know, obviously knowing what else we knew, we we knew it had to be Kenny Omega because there was no world in which. Um, Eddie Kingston was winning the title, and and Kenny Omega has been, and, and we we think we know where this is heading as well, right? And I think that plays it certainly plays a part in it, no doubt. That like it's it's a better story if Kenny wins, and then you know the Hangman down the road comes back and is more of a, a babyface, um, and and pushes Kenny Omega, who becomes more and more of a, a dickish heel over the course of the coming months. So that's that's kind of slow burn, which is a little weird. Um, I, I will get back to that. I. Again, it shows you that there's room. Nobody's saying there's no room. Like there's room for you to do things that are a little complicated, that aren't that don't clean up as well. Now, it makes it super important in putting together your wrestling shows that you're doing a lot of other things. And that again was the biggest complaint that I had specifically about Full Gear. You weren't doing that. You you gave us one of those, only one. And, again, it was the one that had the least chance of the match going a different way, which always made it difficult. Um, You can do it. You can incorporate within your wrestling program things that aren't natural face versus natural heel. But tying into what we talked about before, that requires the most story work. What doesn't work is here's two guys in a match or two girls in a match or four, whatever it is, just for the sake of the match. This is the Survivor Series problem. Why do I care? Why do I give a shit? To just say you can defend everything by having a good match. And look, I wish AJ was here because AJ, of course, has always been the, you know, like the match guy. I watch because yeah, of the he, matches. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He literally has. We've had this argument that it's okay. You know, Shane McMahon was okay because he puts on good matches at the end of the day. Um, you know, and, and I know that those people exist, but those people, I think, uh, we all know, are in the minority, right? Like that, That's m- also kind of a different argument. It's like he's ignoring bad work. He, it's it's You don't have an example of a cold match. Like, that... that like he's, he he's, have he's a show. We we've had this argument over the years. I know he's I've been a part okay of them, but just matches. But yeah, he says that, but it's always in defense of a bad story, not in defense of no story. So I wonder what it, he would, how he would feel if like well, WWE just he, turned he into Ring of Sur- Honor tomorrow. Well, he defended Survivor Series, but that's diff- That's still just bad stories. That's not no stories. Well, I There's actually would something I, behind it. I don't know. I would kind of lean more towards the Survivor Series being no stories, but I I, I like I. I mean, they spent a whole two hours on Raw trying to tell a story about the team. Not that it's good, <sighs> but they did something. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. But there, there's no feud did. there. I mean, that's the thing. It's right. feuding it's, with each other. It's it's pointless, right? Like I, I there, there's, there's different than five guys showing I, up. In, I hear you. There's the it's stars. somewhere between yeah. those two things, Brandon. You're right about that. Um, and I, I look, I get it. There, there will always be people that say, I care about nothing other than do you just work a good match, right? Like that's what I'm tuning in for. That's what I want. I think it's a small group of people. And I think we know that because we see who tells t- sells t-shirts. Like we see who people talk about on social media. Like we care 
far more about the people that are telling good stories and that are presenting great characters than we do about the other concept. Is there room within your wrestling show for it? Of course. Of course there's room within a wrestling show to try to do something. If on that card, Sheeta and Nyla Rose, again, it's the, the wrong choice because it was the women's match. Jesus. Um, we, we almost have to take that off the card. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's tough, right? Like, I, I'm trying to find, if there was one match on there that, that was just like that, was just sort of announced the week before, there's no logical reason for doing it, but we're going to do it anyway. Orange Cassidy and... Yeah. They at least had been setting up stuff. Right, the there had been there was something so, even there. Even though it, it wasn't good, there was something there. I, like, I, I don't have a good example of this, but if, if that had been a men's match on the card, on a card that had nine matches, and one of them just happened to be something that was kind of thrown on together, but they were two really good performers that we like seeing, and we said, oh, okay, well, you know. Like when WWE did, like, Matt Riddle and Sheamus for no reason or whatever. You know, like, something like that, right? But, like, they're two good performers. We like them. We say, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. Again, the bigger problem here being they did an entire card of no stories or, or, or poor stories, and then this one in speci- it specifically comes at a time where you're just getting nothing from the women's division, yeah. and this was the only thing that we got. So you, it was really hard to make that argument whatsoever. But I, I think we're kind of all on the same page, which is to say, like, it, it can exist. The notion that, that it needs to be this way or you've got to do things different, that, that's insanity. I mean, that's utter insanity. The best thing you can do in professional wrestling is tell really good stories with faces and heels. That's when you're always going to be at your best forever because that's the nature of professional wrestling. And, and I want to point this out because th- this goes back to what Cody said with there has to be a backstage segment and an interview and stuff. What uh, you can almost kind of point to it as least far as a fan standpoint where, you know, people are like, well, what should AEW be? Well, the closest thing they point to is New Japan and New Japan, you know, they don't have as many backstage segments. They don't have as many interview segments. But what they they do tell stories. Well, they, they do a lot of press conferences in the ring. They do a there lot of press conferences build, too, yes. Aaron. Like those, they, they do they do something right, far no, different than. No, I'm not, I'm not saying, but they do do less. Like they don't have the cakes in the backstage like Cody's I mean, talking the, about. When I'm trying to you know point to that one segment, because because that's going to be the obvious thing is people, especially people who only watch at Wrestle Kingdom and stuff, are saying. Well, New Japan sports based, and they don't do a lot of storylines. And my argument is, they absolutely do storylines. They just do storylines in a different way than WWE. Okay, does. but they also do the thing that, and this is like, I'll go back. If AEW had been what they were, they said they were going to be, I might have been interested in that, right? Like, I might have been interested in an actual sports centric company where records mattered and there was logic in. Hey, if if you win these matches, you move forward into it. That's that's what New Japan is. New Japan is a company in which if you win a match, it matters and it points you in the direction of something more significant. Um, they have a couple of more titles to help them out with that, right? Like the titles and, matter. And they have characters you deeply like. They make you deeply care about them. Correct, a hundred percent. This is a company that that does not do that. Like, and that I. I might be interested in the company that Cody Rhodes is lying that says exists. If that company existed, I, that might catch. I, I I might be compelled by the company that like when MJF beats Cody Rhodes, it matters, and now MJF moves forward and Cody takes a step back. They didn't do that. 
Um, I might be interested in a company where Orange Cassidy beats Chris Jericho so he gets to take a step forward and the other one takes a step back. They didn't do that. Um, where where Brody Lee beats Cody, you know what I mean? Like yes. I, that that might be an interesting company, and that might be an interesting concept for what AEW could be. They're not. Right. They're no, not this that in any a, way. Here's AEW. This is just a basically. All right, let's take Cody at his words here. How does this work? And, yeah, I mean that yeah. might be a compelling professional wrestling company if they, it, you know, if if somebody wanted to do that at some point. Um, if somebody really wanted to create an American professional wrestling company in which results mattered, as we know in pro wrestling, it's really tough to do that. You book yourself into a corner regularly, um, or you decide that you want someone to be a, a Hollywood superstar that is definitely not a Hollywood superstar. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that can be done. It's definitely not what AEW is doing. Would it be better? It's so hard for me to know that. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard for me to know whether or not that, w- that would be better just because we have never been able to see it. And so it's it's difficult to, to fathom that. And maybe, like, w- was there two months at the beginning where AEW was actually trying to be that company? Like, I, I, I'm... No. I, I yeah. mean, the, the first show I've, I called them with out the constantly. Inner Circle. The first, the first yeah. Dynamite was the, you know, the Inner Circle. So I would argue No. Yeah, they never have. They never have attempted to be I've been be calling that. them out on this for the first episode. Well, you've been calling on a lot of things. I, I'm just trying to think of that no, specifically. No, but specifically the sports thing I yeah. brought up all the time about yeah. the silly ranking and how they weren't following it and they weren't going to follow it. Yeah, well, no doubt. No doubt. They certainly weren't. They certainly have not. That is not the company that they are, and, and that's why we call them out. All right, I appreciate that. We didn't scream, we didn't yell, we didn't no. flip out, we didn't lose our minds. I, I, I think there a... is a conversation on the the you know change the evolution of wrestling. I just you know I, don't but, fix what's not broken. Well, that's the thing. I I don't. I, I mean this with all due respect. If you want to do sports, go do sports. Like that. There's a reason why we watch sports. It's because for the most part, we don't know who's going to win. If if, if I and, don't want storylines, I'll watch UFC. A hundred percent. Like I will watch fighting. Fight, fight, yeah, fighting without storylines is UFC. That I, 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 I don't know what else to say. You can't do that better than they can. You can't. It's impossible. The advantage, the only thing, the only advantage that you have, is that you get to do storylines, and you do get to tell me who I should be rooting for and who I shouldn't be rooting for. It makes me care. One of the biggest problems that UFC has at the moment, and frankly, the biggest problem they have at the moment, is. For the most part, unless you are an ardent of ardent fan, you don't give a shit about these people. You don't. Yeah, that's the problem with boxing too. Right. Right. Overwhelmingly, you don't you don't know who they are. You don't care because they're not professional wrestling performers. Let's be. Conor McGregor has been boozled people into thinking he's the greatest fighter of all time. He sure yeah. as fuck is not. But he's done that he because might be the biggest star. Right. Because he's been a professional wrestler. He's, he's, he's a character that whether he's a face or a heel, the face or heel part may not matter, but he's a character that you care about. Right. Like by doing storylines, by doing things that are professional wrestling. He like you ask some stupid person on the street, hey, who's the, the best UFC fighter? They don't know any better. They say it's Conor McGregor, which is insane. <laughs> like not to say he hasn't been a good fighter. He has been. He's been a very good fighter, but he's never been the best fighter. He's just been the guy that was willing to put himself out there and do stupid things and silly things and look like a professional wrestler because he understands the business is far better when you do that. Professional wrestling should never stop trying to be professional wrestling. It's the only advantage they have. The only advantage they have is we can do these things that other sports can't. 
Keep trying to be that. Do it to the best of your ability. Don't attempt to become the UFC. The UFC wants to be more like professional wrestling. That's crazy. Yep. All right. Now, cool. let's get into it. Um, I guess we start by recapping what did happen at Full Gear. Uh, and then, Aaron, I'll let you guide us through the rest of the show. Um, sure. I, it was a good show. I, you know, I... I, I guess it starts with I had very low expectations for Full Gear because the stories were so bad that it didn't take much to meet my expectations. As a show, it met my expectations. Was it particularly interesting or compelling? Nope. Is there anything that I'm likely to remember two weeks from now? No, not at all. But it was fine, I thought. Uh, I mean, I was higher on the Bucks FTR match than you were, even though I, I felt the same way about the storyline. I felt that somewhere I, I, I was with you for the beginning, but somewhere in the middle, like I I don't know whether I just let my guard down or what, but I started getting really into it in the middle of that match. Um, so so I, I bought into it enough. So I, okay. I feel like I will remember that match. But, I thought the match was good. I thought it was, this um, thing, I thought it was a good match, but I just didn't care. But then I, they I immediately... They immediately had to offend us afterwards by saying, you know, we saw the greatest tag team match in history or whatever. <laughs> you know, they said some bullshit like that. It, it, it was either on Dynamite. It might have been on Dynamite that they said it. But I was just like, here we go. Like, we, you know, here's yeah. that tag team thing again. Well, and they'll do that again. I, I noticed, They're going to do it for the rest they, of the they time. Quoted, they quoted the same guy, the same guy's article over and over in that package. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah, three, yeah, it was true. it was three Justin Barrasso uh, quotes. <laughs> Good for Justin. Um, I mean, that's that's fine. I, I can't be mad at that. That's no, and, I, I can't. Be and, mad I, at and, I can't and I can't. And I can't mean, be mad. If, and if I honestly, match, I think there were reasons to love the match. Right. And honestly, I can't be mad about hyperbole either at this point. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. I, I, I always give WWE credit in that like they're basically just running into their own hyperbole and saying like <laughs> yeah. we we know what it is. Whereas AEW doesn't come off the same way. It, je- it does come off at the moment more like you're trying what Brandon's alluding to. You're trying to pretend something was what it wasn't. Um, like and WWE it, when they do it, it feels like they're trying to make us laugh about it. It does feel a little more inside, and that and part of that is because they did this the greatest you know like that that really was a turning point in that was they they. <laughs> You you can't have watched. This is the greatest show. Exactly right, and not felt anything other than oh maybe they're in on it. Like maybe this is maybe. now. We'll, we'll give them some credit. Like maybe maybe it is. Now, I'm not saying everybody is, but maybe as a collective they're in on it, and they're like, come on, do it to it. We are professional wrestling. Just be utterly absurd about it. Like be the, as absurd as you possibly can in doing that. The hyperbole, it's within their rights. And again, I Aaron, I don't disagree. I, I don't know what the difference is between good and great. I would say it was a good match. It was a really quality match. I, I don't think I can call something a great match unless I get invested in it. And I just and and, and I and, and to me, I, I they drew me in. I don't know what it was because I was pretty down, but they drew me in. Okay, I mean, you know, yeah. then then they accomplished. I something. feel like Aaron in this conversation. I feel like you're that person that claims they're not going to vote for Trump in every conversation, but then does anyway. Like, like, like I, you I were the one defending them. this originally no, no, and then no, no, kind no. of I'm jumped not, on I'm our boat. I'm not defending anything about the storyline. I was as down on it as you guys. Well, maybe not as much as Glenn because Glenn hates it. But I was so yeah, down I on it. I have not. I've been very reasonable in this. I've been very reasonable in this conversation this week. I might this not have been week, last week. But this week I've been very reasonable. I, I'm just I'm just saying in general, like, no, like, 
I'm down on a lot about AEW, but the one in the bubble, the match, drew me in. That's fine. I, I like I, I. That's fine. I I don't have a problem with you. I don't think it's insane. These are great performers, and so I don't think it's nuts that you could have you know let yourself go, let your guard down for a minute, and found yourself worked up by it. I I wasn't able to do the same because they haven't done the work, and I I'm I am I'm offended by it. I'm offended, and so in order to get me from offended to enjoy, there's just to get me to being you know feeling nothing about it. You have to do a little work there, right? So uh, I, it was good. It was a good match. It was, of course, it was a good match. These these guys are going to put on good matches. It was quality, but it still couldn't overcome the fact that I was really mad that I didn't care. Um, I thought I did enjoy the end, by the way, with uh, Kenny coming out and then Paige hanging out by the entrance ramp. I mean, that was kind of tuck. Yeah. And then the announcers completely whiffed on the call and had to talk about it after he left. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. that part, yes. That but, was but, weird. But just just that shot of, of them celebrating and Paige just kind of creeping yeah. in the entrance. I thought it that was, was great. It was a great shot, but they totally whiffed oh, yeah. on it. 100%. I, I, you know, I'm going to compare this to... Um, I, I, I can't... Oof. I wish that they had built... Mm, I wish this had been in the first Matt Hardy-Sammy Guevara thing. Because if, yeah. it, if it had... I think I could have really enjoyed it because it wasn't because I was again, just not interested in any way. I kind of wanted it to be over. You know what I mean? Like I just kept like the whole time and, and they were, they were doing it, you know, like they were trying their damnedest and going for it and the whole deal. And it was the same feeling that I had where I was like, we're going to a different room. Like we're, we're going some, I'm, I just want it to be over. And, and like at once it was over, I thought to myself, if that had been the first time, if that had been after a good story was told and this is the first like pay-per-view match and they're going to do it on the Hardy compound, like sure, it would still be indefensible that Matt Hardy was winning a pay-per-view match over Sammy Guevara in 2020. That it's just, but you would have been able to enjoy yourself. I you would have been able to enjoy the ride. Right. Well, because, well one, because of two things, one, they wouldn't have killed the broken character already. So that that's Correct. part that's part of why this made no sense and felt so disjointed and just like how like like you said, Glenn, how dare you take something I love and make me not care about it? Because I loved these things before. But yeah, 100%. there has been it was just out of nowhere. And then the second reason is because we also would have would have assumed that Sammy was gonna get a match after this. Right win. to get back over. Now, my right. God, could you imagine if they tried to go Matt Hardy? No. Sam- we, I, we there would be a Luckily riot. They seem to be strongly, you know, they're, they're going yes. right into Sammy MJF. Oh, which in is fairness, we thought right they were moving on from it before. Aaron, let's not pretend. Yeah, we okay, definitely. Fair enough. Like, fair enough. Like that hasn't yeah. been the case. So, I mean, it it goes back to my problem. Was the work good? Yeah, the work was good. It was they did good work in this this thing, but did I want it? Nope. Was I invested in it? No way. Not at all. And it sucks because why waste such good work at a point where I don't want it? Like, I just, I am not interested in this good work that you're doing. I'm I'm checked out, man. I'm completely checked out on this. And, and also, if you're going to do this, and maybe this is like the, the comment I'm going to make where everybody rolls their eyes and says, get over it because this is what happens now. But like, 
how do you end the match that way and then have him on dynamite? Barely impacted, right? Like they re- they referenced that he got yeah. out of the hospital or something like that. But yeah, they yeah. they did say that Jericho was like, I don't know where he is. He was out of the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Then he right, showed up. Like at first, I was like, oh, good good for you. Like he's not there. And then like ten but, minutes later, but even then they weren't saying the beach. <laughs> even then they weren't saying he wasn't there. They were just saying he wasn't out in the ring. Like they weren't saying he couldn't be here tonight because he was hurt. They just said oh, okay. he wasn't out in the ring with us in that moment because he was doing something else or he didn't, you know, did sowing the seeds of him being unhappy about the MJF thing. Um, no, I'm with you. you. You do this entire thing and then that's that. No, it's just, nah, it's a, it's another no for me. The the Moxley-Kingston thing. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I have one more thing to say about it. Yeah. It had Gangrel and the Hurricane, so it was the best match yeah, ever. Of course. Right. Now we sorry. can move I'm on. I'm so sorry. You're right. I, you know what? I should have. Uh, re- I, I like the... Um the two sentence uh, Matt Hardy Johnny the explainer uh, scene about why that made sense. <laughs> like, yeah, he had to he had to like tell you that oh this is because this happened in another segment or whatever. Like there was that <laughs> that like paragraph of information he had to blurt out so that you <laughs> understood why Hurricane was tied up or whatever. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was, that was a little weird. but it was Gangrel and right, Hurricane. So right. yeah, screw all so, you. Yeah. Um, Gangrel looked good, man. Like compared to the last time I saw him, uh, we saw him at the uh, Ring of Honor, didn't yeah, we? Honor. That's what I mean. Yeah. But he looked like he was in pretty good shape, comparatively. I, I can't remember what he looked like at Ring of Honor now. Um, so, so Kingston Moxley again, good. It was good, and at least was the one story that I was invested in. And so, all I mean, it, again, it was just up against the fact that I knew how it was going to end. Like that was the that was the only bummer about that is that. I also I could not allow myself to believe for a second that Eddie Kingston was winning the match. There was no point at which I could feel that way. So, again, really good work. Just this is what happens when you put someone who is not qualified to be in a position in a certain position. You can't overcome that even by doing tremendous work. Um, I'm not. When I was 14, I could believe that Takamika Nochu had some chance of beating beating Triple H, even when I, when I was 13, whatever age I was. I can believe that when I'm 13. When I'm 37, I can't believe that any longer. It's it's not happening. I'm not really trying to compare Eddie Let Kingston. Let yourself believe. Come on, Glenn. I, I, and I, I'm being unfair to Eddie Kingston. I'm not trying to compare Eddie Kingston to Takamika Nochu. Let me make that clear. But you get the I point. Mean, we saw we saw Leon Ruff beat Johnny Gargano. I, I, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> it, well, the other thing is this match happened at, you know, they don't have another pay-per-view until February. And this was the main event. And we're getting John Moxley... And Kenny on yeah dynamite. on a regular dynamite right which might like it might we, go we can get do we want to get into that now sure that's fine why why is it happening there um, two, I have two reasons uh, well I I'll, think I'll, I'll just go with I'll, I'll say two possible reasons in my mind okay the first one is simply there's going to be a, a schmas finish and, and we're getting another one yes. pretty quickly yes. The second one is, you know, it goes back to kind of what I've been saying. You know, we, we've been working on this hangman timeline and we've been kind of figuring out, okay, when is it, you know, when can we do this without dragging it on too far or making it too quick? If you have him win it, the belt in February, you can't really have Paige do the moment at double or nothing. So if you're looking at double or nothing for the moment, you have Kenny win in December. Well, then all of a sudden that timeline fits a little bit better. So you're saying it gives Kenny a longer run, like you you don't. Yeah, it gives him a five month run before running back into Adam Page. Um, uh, yeah, that's possible. I guess what I would say is you don't 
if if you do this with Omega and Paige in May, you don't have to have Paige win that one. Like that that can mm-hmm. I I would No, I I think you can drag that out until September. I I think you could create a bookend of your summer which is Peg Omega in a classic that Omega underhandedly retains. Then you have plenty okay. of time. But I I wouldn't I wouldn't want Omega's first challenger after winning the title at a pay-per-view to be Paige. I guess I'd want him to be involved in something else before. Uh, while Paige. I while I might hear you again, this is impacted by the fact that you only have four pay-per-views, right? Like that's what? a I, I'm not going to get as worked up about that in this scenario because you only have four of these things to make it work. And presumably you're doing, even if you have him win in February, you're presumably doing something for the next month and a half before it gets back to Hangman Page. Um, I, I think you build to a big match because you have to. You have no choice but to fill the time. So you have him win in February, then somewhere at the end of March, early April, he has a big match against Orange Cassidy, for example, um, either on a Dynamite or if they do a brand, you know, a, a themed Dynamite episode. Um, and it's a big deal, and it matters, and, and you care about it, and you're into it, and then he pivots on to, to whatever he's going to do with the Hangman page. I think you can go about different ways of doing that to make up for the fact that you have so few pay-per-views. I'm not going to be offended if he wins the belt in December, but I would go back to why did you waste full gear in order to do this? I, I, we all like Eddie Kingston. We didn't need an Eddie Kingston moment. It was not necessary. You could have sped this up had, you know, especially considering this wasn't even your main event, you could have had Omega Page be the main event of a themed Dynamite and then used your pay-per-view to have Kenny Omega defeat... Um, uh, John Moxley now instead of having him do it on a random dynamite. I guess I, I can't get too worked up over that aspect because I think as far as the timing goes for Omega, like they, I think they've done a good job and, and it, it feels right as far as the building with him. So if you rush it, I don't know if it feels quite the way it does right now. So I'm not going to get too worked up over that, but you're right as far as the main event goes. I, I will say this. I, I, I tend to think this is going to take a long time to get to hangman page and I think part of that is they haven't even begun to um, – they've only hinted at the dissension, right? Like they haven't begun to have him attacking, you know, either one of them attacking the other one or anything really pointed. Like right now it's just a guy won a tournament and he happened to face his tag well, team partner. Well, when you say a long time, how long is a long time in your mind? I, he could hold the belt for a year. You mean Omega, I, I, Omega I really you're saying? You, you, think, I, you think Kenny could hold the belt for a year? Yeah. So, but you're, or, or are the you, better part of one. But in that scenario, again, you're having him win it in December. Yeah. Okay. If he wins it in December. Now, if he doesn't win in December, I mean, God, when he wins it in February, I agree with Aaron. He's probably not going to lose it in May. That doesn't mean he won't fight Hangman, but I don't think he's going to lose it that quickly. I think, I think they've shown – how long has Moxley had the title? Since February. So, so and, and how long did Jericho have the title before that? Since uh, May, September, September. So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they've been they're doing showing about you six what their title reigns are, yeah. right? You know, and uh, you know, it's going to be Kenny's turn, and he's going to be the guy to carry it for a, a, a long while. I think, I, but I don't know that the difference between four and six months is all that significant. Like, I think the 
to me, the most likely scenario is, no, he doesn't win it in December, but the Schmaz finish turns into him getting another chance at yeah. – they're not. I guess they're not going to call it Bash at the Beach this year. They're calling it Beach, Beach something. There's something related to the beach, which will be a theme dynamite in early January. I think that's when he wins it, and so like January to May is not all that significant of a difference than December to May. I think the difference between right. it being a five month run and a four month run is is not. Oh the end no, of the there's world. no difference. I, I, I in was those... thinking more. Fe- you know, if it carries was... on to what was it? Revolution. What's what's the yeah, February I... pay per view? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was like, like that would make it tough to see February to May. Yeah, that, that's what that, I was saying. I, I don't think I don't think he's losing it in May. Maybe I think he's going to hold on to it. Maybe it would, but I also don't know that it's bad for Kenny Omega's character if ultimately, like, w- at some point you we're assuming he goes back to being a face down the road. Then part of the story is, you know, like he he barely had a run. He failed. He had to, you know, go through some self reflection, yeah, things along be. those lines. Um, I don't know. It's the and end I, of the I'm world. just saying it, it opens up that possibility for me. Yeah. If, sure. you, if you do it now, if you wait until Revolution, May is, I think, off the table. Because it's not only is it in February; it's the, like the last week of February, so yeah. it's really March. Uh, you brought up uh, Cody. Um, <laughs> I, hey, he lost. He did. He, he lost. Uh, of course, he lost a bullshit in a bullshit way. Lost in a bullshit way. There was no real moment because there was no build. Um, so then was, there was the there was no celebration and, after. And immediately afterwards, you reminded. That. Yep. Immediately afterwards, you reminded everybody that Cody was still more important despite the fact that he lost. Look, it's all of the terrible Cody tropes. I I don't like. I really I don't want to do this. I'm trying to avoid it. So let, I, let, let let's pivot to the other Cody part. Right. <laughs> let's pivot so, to the other Cody part. Let's, so, let's move it to Wednesday. So, unfortunately, this answers my question. <laughs> What's the hottest shit in all of professional wrestling this week? Um, and, and by the way, I could call it a tie because the other thing I could say is trying to pretend like everybody in there, trying to pretend like we needed um, the, 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 the nightmares, whatever the fuck their name is. If we needed, oh like, yeah. Well, like, oh, oh, I just want to talk about that really quick. I still want, to, and and this goes back to whatever. How on earth are, is is the blade and the butcher the heels in this? I, I don't. He, he got his wife back. I, QT Marshall was hitting on his wife. I have no. <laughs> anybody who thought, like, it, here's what we do: we'll do the bloodiest match ever for a story that no one cares about. <laughs> And, and the people who do are as confused as I am. Because I, I asked if I was like missing something on yeah. Dark or BT. Nope. Nope. Yeah. It was it was pretty much just Bunny's a married woman, QT Marshall wanted the married woman, and Blade got his wife back. I, I mean, well, you guys got the picture I sent you, right? It's the Dark Order. Yeah. <laughs> when Cody came out with seven thousand people for his title match at uh at full gear. Anyway, I mean, um, there was there was how many people were that were with yeah. him? Yeah, no, it couldn't have been. I mean, it's absurd. It's 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 a comedy, and none of them give a shit, right? So so anyway, yeah, that was that was theater of the absurd. Whatever we're doing, we gotta yeah. let we gotta let Dustin Runnels have a you know bleed all of. We need to watch QT, a, QT Marshall gets his big moment. Yeah, we need to let we need to let, watch these people bleed everywhere. Jesus Christ, there has been a little bit too much of that recently. Now, um, that being said. I am, it, God, God. You know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead off. Fine, this step one. in. It was, it, it was a terrible, terrible segment. But if it gets Cody away from regular wrestlers and puts no. him towards Shaq, no. hold on, hold on. If Cody is burying Shaq instead of burying other wrestlers, that is un, indisputably a good thing. 
here's the problem with that. They're still going to try to tell you it's the most important and, thing that's happening. Yes. But you know what? If if it's that and keeps them away from burying Darby and keeps them away from burying no, 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 Cassidy, you, you I don't, will take You that. don't understand, Aaron. By the way, it, you it totally won't. took all of the climax out of this. So what we should have said is hot shit number one is that Cody started calling himself the giant killer. <sighs> and then hot shit number two is who they revealed to be the yes. giant that he's going to kill, So which is fucking Shaq, who's right. a 50-year-old retired basketball player so so let me let me do aaron i can't even give you credit for what you were just trying to say they are still going to be burying those people well of course they're, of they're, course they're, 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 no 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 listen but i'm saying if they just put them into a bubble but they're not they're currently burying darby darby allen after they I gave him the know, belt i know i'm just saying hypothetically here this could take him away but, from but, darby but we do have to acknowledge this it's so much worse it's worse because at least if darby is fighting him it's important but because now now that belt doesn't matter anymore. Darby Allen is just it. Cody Rhodes' henchman after beating him. Yeah, yeah. Or his sidekick. <laughs> like, he's a secondary. He went over only to be secondary. It's it's so bad. Well, he, di- he didn't go over because he only did that because Cody saw the talent in him or whatever. Oh, right. This is the only way this could have ever happened is if Cody allowed for it to happen. Yes. Jesus Christ. Um, it's 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 truly terrible. Look, I don't I don't really care. The, Shaquille O'Neal has wanted to wrestle for some time. Once Turner started their own wrestling company, he was going to be forced to do it in Turner. Okay, fine. Like there's there's that. There's a big difference in, and this goes back to the difference in why I'm I, like I would not have cared if Pat McAfee was on SummerSlam versus me being offended by what they've done with Pat McAfee. There's places where I don't give a shit, right? Like, WrestleMania, we always know this is going to happen. Fine. Separate the big show. Let him do something with... I don't care what the big show's doing anyway, so let him go do it, right? And it it, igno- it lives on its own. It's it it's non- non-offensive. It completely gets us away from anything else. This becomes not that. This is Tony Khan going on Twitter and talking about how seismically professional wrestling is going to change tonight if you tune into Dynamite, and I get a hint that Shaquille O'Neal is going to wrestle. It says to me that you think this is the part of the card that matters. It will never be. Instead of using it for the thing that it could have an advantage, maybe we get a few eyeballs on this, you instead just piss off the people that care. Now, again, we're still in this weird honeymoon phase where no matter how bad it is, although, God bless the people that finally booed Cody Rhodes this week. Oh, Oh, I wanted to French kiss the entire city of Jacksonville <laughs> on Wednesday night. Oh, that's night. a dangerous thing to do right I now. I know. It's a bad idea. Well, it's a bad idea at all times. They're in Jacksonville. Um, but on even 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 worse currently at the moment. Thank God we finally got to see that. And what I what I worry is that they're going to run into that and say, well, that's what we wanted. We want Cody Rhodes to be a heel against Shaquille O'Neal because he's so wildly popular as a human being. Oh, jeez. I didn't even go that far in my thinking. Oh. Me either. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I am so terrified that in their minds, we got exactly what we wanted. They started booing at the perfect time because Cody is a heel now and will be a heel because Shaquille O'Neal is so well-liked. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Fuck off. All of it. Fuck off. Also, also the, who who was this woman that was 
yeah, given I, like a 15 minute promo. And who did fine, by the way? Her performance, she, like, she was fine. Um, I did enjoy Brandy coming out. That was the first time I'd enjoyed Brandy's work in a while. Yeah, I don't know if I can join you on that. I, well, yeah. again, because of it, in, in a bubble, forgetting the rest of it, why she yeah, was out it there. Was well, there was there was a little bit of problematic stuff with that, but I'm not going to bring it up because it's yeah. not my place to. But. Yeah, I don't I don't really want to go there either. Um, yeah, I I don't know the whole thing. The whole thing, man. It's just. It's what it is, you know what I mean? It like, is what it is. But we, we keep trying to tell you, Cody Rhodes is a big celebrity. He's a big superstar. <laughs> he matters. He's important in the world, I swear, because we, we told you so. And now we got Shaquille O'Neal. Like, who the f- How does this even make sense? I, like, whoever would want to see that? Ever? This Why isn't going to be a singles match, right? They're, they're somehow going to make. Oh, this it's worse because it's going to involve Darby Allen or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, or it's going to be. Gonna, it's going to be the most convoluted. It's really going to be. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just talking about logistically here. Like Shaquille O'Neal cannot have a singles match. I mean, I, yeah, I think you're right about that, but I mean, I don't if know, they, dude, I don't here's know. Here's the other. Here's the other thing. If they don't do that, like, which, by the way, I don't want them to. But now that they've said that, if they don't do that, now they're going to turn into that they're ga- they're gaslighting you on all these celebrity matches because they've had Mike Tyson well, no, no, not no, no, doing. No. I, I, I think Shaq is going to wrestle. I just don't. No, but like, what I'm saying is know, they're like, lying to you about what it is, and then it turns into something else later. It's going to turn into that. I I'm not as convinced as you are that Shaq. I like when I I think there's a sixty to seventy percent chance that Shaq is going to wrestle. I don't think it's 100. I think there is a scenario where Shaq is going to be involved. Like, let's not forget that the NBA season is start. Like, you and yeah. I, it's really funny that we had a conversation off the air. Um, yeah. As it turns really out, right. yeah, yeah. As it turns out, well, I, and I, 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 I didn't read the last the, the report that said essentially the NBA was telling the players they would make millions less this season if they didn't yeah. play that week than if they did. I, I did not. I did not realize that essentially NBA was saying the entire regular season, the only day during the regular season we can make any money is Christmas. So either you're playing that day or we're telling you you're making no money. So the NBA is going to start, and that means that Shaquille O'Neal has a job. So I don't think they're having Shaquille O'Neal wrestle after the NBA season begins because that runs the risk of Shaquille O'Neal needing to have surgery and being unavailable for the show that actually matters to them. I think it's possible they try to rush something, and he does it, like, say, on that December show where they've already put the championship match, and now they're trying to make it a big deal. I also think it's plausible that they're introducing him as a figure in AEW, but he's not the one that's actually doing the wrestling. I don't know what that looks like or what that means, but simply being realistic about things, I think it makes far more sense for Shaquille O'Neal to be a an AEW personality than to be a wrestler. So I'm gonna lean to the idea that I'm not I'm not 100 that we're actually getting Shaquille O'Neal wrestling. Or you know what? If I had to put money on something right now, I would <laughs> I would put money on the debut of a new bullshit reality show thirty min- on, for the 30 minutes after Dynamite goes off the air where yeah. Shaq and Cody Rhodes compete in, like, American Gladiators-type stunts. I'd watch that. <laughs> Man, 
I would not. But like, well, no, hey, no, for for Shaq, not I, for Cody. I, but do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's my level of trust with these people right well, now. But I I agree with you, Brandon. That is, if this is another, hey, let's bring celebrity to get involved to you know presumably get some headlines and stuff, and then not go back to it in a meaningful way and not have him wrestle. I I do think that becomes a problem. Um, it's. A problem, yes, but I'll put that in quotes. Which is the bigger problem? Introducing a celebrity and not having him wrestle or introducing a celebrity and letting <laughs> him wrestle? Fair enough. You know? like what, One's what? a more blatant problem in my eye. Like, one's a, okay, I don't know which one I like more, and which one is, okay, you keep bait and switching us. When are you becoming like, WCW? But I don't know how any of us can be, be mad about the thing that we're mad about doesn't happen. Exactly. Like, and that's, yeah, that's like, why I'm saying one's a blatant problem and one might actually right. be, you know. Right. All right, let's talk about uh, the week in WWE. Uh, Aaron, where do you want to go first? Oh, you know what? Let's start with Raw. Let's start with everything around the title picture. And again, we have well, an there is interesting, no title picture. interestingly placed title match next week on Raw. But that's just to get them through, right? Like, that's all that Normally, is. I'd say yes, but two of the past three years, we've had a person win the title within 13 days of SummerSlam. Survivor Series. Uh, Su- Survivor Series. Right. Daniel Bryan did it once. And AJ Styles did it the year before him. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So okay. normally, I'd say you're right. I do. There is just a, a part of me that, why are they rushing this? Especially when we were saying that Roman-Randy match is weird. But but Survivor Series is weird. That's the thing. I'm not reading too much into that. Um, well, previously, though, if you remember, they did it on purpose to get a good Survivor Series match. They did it to get AJ Brock, and they did it to get Daniel Bryan. And Brock. in fairness, I, I think that that Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton is about like that's about as it, it's a big match, but it's weirdly timed for both of them. You well, don't want either of them to lose. Here's the here. weird thing. I actually like this. This title match to me is more of a nothing because I actually. I initially thought, like, hey, they want Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. But then I thought, okay, they don't want Drew McIntyre to lose to Roman Reigns. So that's why they gave Randy the belt, because he's 100% losing to Roman Reigns. And they keep protecting Drew having these losses, it seems. So to me, but, I thought but that he did was have to, But he belt. did have to lose in order for that to happen, for what it's worth. No, he yeah, already we, did, is what I'm saying. Right. But he has but the I'm match saying now. it could be some bullshit, like The Miz. Sure, or I, I'm, I'm sure The Miz and Morrison will get involved or whatever. Yeah, I don't... Could the Miz, well, wait, could The Miz walk out with the title? Oh, fair. Then you get Roman Miz? Again, not that... You, I don't think you necessarily want it, because that, I think, positions Roman as the face, but... That would solve the, oh, my God, we need a winner in Roman versus whoever. I don't like I mean, any of this. When they did it with Daniel Bryan, it was kind of like that, too, right? Because he had just turned heel. And right. Well, I mean, was that I, I, I think that literally the show before Survivor Series or was there a week yeah. off? Of it? I mean, no, it was the yeah. show before. Yeah. I like here's what I would like better. I would like better just keeping it as it is, letting Roman go over Randy Orton and having the Miz like because that's not an exciting you're not rooting for anybody in necessarily in a Roman Randy Orton match. Having the Miz cash in after that at Survivor Series would at least create the pop of a moment. 
at the end. Especially if they're both down somehow. Right. You get them both down, right. and then and you, you have them cash in, and you figure out which one. Right. You don't know which one who he's cashing in on. He comes out. Holy shit! You know, like this could really be happening. Um, I, well, you could kill two birds with one stone if Jay saves Roman from getting cashed in. You know, to show his loyalty or whatever. Yeah, that would work. Um, yep. I think I like that better than I would like the idea of the Miz cashing in beforehand to win. Um, I don't. I also don't believe that they would let a cash in happen on a Monday night when there's a football game going on. I just. I. I don't think they're stupid, so. I. I. I just don't think the title's changing hands. I don't. I no, don't. He's he's gonna pretend cash in like every week. Right. Right. Which I I'm fine with, by the way. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that too. Honestly, I'm fine with that too. So going off of that, the other thing I really want to talk about involving Drew McIntyre was that Drew Sheamus segment. Cause that was, there, there's something there. I just can't quite figure out what it is right now. And I'm yeah, not sure the, if they even know what it is right now. It's the second or third time they've done this now. So there, there is something there. I'm just not a hundred percent sure if it's just a feud to get him through while he doesn't have the title, um, to have some good matches because they're buddies. Or if it's going to turn into something bigger than that. I mean, that's what I would bet it is. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the best thing that I could come up with. But, you know. I, I'm not against the tag team of those two either. If we're trying to figure out what we're doing with Drew after all of this, if the answer is let's team him with Sheamus and either as faces or heels, let them just kind of be themselves. I'm not against that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not against it. It's not. I, I'm fine with that. I, do I need it? No, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not against it. So. I mean, I think I think they have to. If you're going to do that, I think they have to keep them feuding with somebody that's you know they can't like they can't they're not going to. I won't say they can't. They're they're not going to do with him what they did to Kofi. They're not going to bury him back into the tag picture like. If they do that, it's going to be part of their main focus. So, you know, if they do that and it is great, I don't see them doing that just because I think they have way too much invested in him as like the focal part of the show. So if it gets into one of those like, hey, we got to make the, you know, we got to give these guys the tag belts because that's how to keep them interesting kind of thing. We we tend to not like that right on the show. Um, but uh I don't know. I like them together. I do like that. Yeah, I like I, that. I mean, I that's the thing is there. There is some definite whether it's feuding or teaming. I, I feel like I'd be less and, and offended by it just because I feel like as a tag team, those guys would be producing some great work. I think you're right, but I I do like what Brandon's alluding to. I absolutely have always felt that way. It's it, your tag division should matter, and I don't I don't like a, a tag team being thrown together to just run rough shot over your tag right. division and kind of embarrass them and. Yeah, that's that's I don't I'll never I will never be in favor of that, which, again, I, I think there are unique circumstances. But do that if you're planning on keeping people together as a tag team for some time. Right. Like, if, I, I, you know, where I really think this is going and, and it, it's it's right in front of our faces. And I think we always do this where, like, we really want it to be something cool. And really, it's just this glaringly obvious thing where he's just going to replace AJ Styles on the team. Or, or I, I think it could be easy. Seamus costs. We're we're trying to figure out how he loses in a schmaz way on Monday. Seamus costs him on Monday. Could yeah. be, but I yeah. feel like this is leading to Drew just replacing AJ Styles on the team. Maybe, maybe. I mean, that could end up. Being it feels a... like a thing where they're like they're clowning AJ Styles every week. So I don't know if I don't know. Aaron, what else? 
Um, you know, not so much as far as Raw. I think if we're going over to SmackDown, I, I'm interested in what they're doing in, in, with the Murphy. I don't know if I should say interested because I'm so... This has been going on for so long. You know what's funny about that, though, Aaron? I am interested. They've, yeah, me too. They've, okay. they've made it work for me. Um, I, and, and look, part of that, let's be honest, is Aaliyah Mysterio is a very appealing... Like, she's very attractive. Um, they're, they're telling a story that is kind of interesting, right? And, like, you do yeah. find yourself sort of... Like, I... I like these people, but these people are right too. Like somehow they've made, despite it going on forever, they've they've kind of made it work for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, worried and, about one thing: is that they're making Ray and Dominic look like assholes. And that's the, like, like like that's the part I like Ray and Dominic, but I don't like they're they're being they're being I mean, like they need Mur- to Murphy turn the corner the, at some point. Yeah, I was you know gonna say, what I mean? Murphy is the one fit guy who you like in this situation. Yeah. and but, you know you you wonder on this last one, I. I did like the dropping in because I, I mean, I always kind of assuming, you know, this is him going to, you know, basically be undercover for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, back with Seth. But then you drop the greater good line and you're like, okay, is he saying greater good as in greater good for the two of us? Or is he back with Seth? Like right. using the right lines to really keep you wondering. It, no, it's, it's worked. Honestly, I think yeah, it's, I it's worked. I think it's checking boxes. I'm, I'm not. Despite the fact that we've been doing this for five months, I'm still on board with it. I'm I, I think that they have made it they've dragged it out perfectly. They need to turn the corner with Ray and Dominic though. They need to it's th- that part of it like it, at, it's at like, the very least they need them to show support of Aaliyah. They don't have to ever support Buddy, they don't have to do anything, but they need to support Aaliyah. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that's that. That's the problem. Right. And I would yeah. I, I guess I would go a second. This is I think part of the reason why it's so problematic that Survivor Series is a problem, man. Like, it's a problem that this feels like it should be leading to a Murphy. Like, if you were doing all of this to get to a Murphy versus Dominic pay-per-view match, and, like, that match was going to turn it one way or the other, either Murphy was going to turn back on the, hey, the Mysterios were right to be skeptical all along, and, you know, like, they knew... Or it was turning it the other way, which is like, look, I will do anything. I truly love this girl. And afterwards, like the Mysterios understand that. Right. It, that all of that would make sense. The problem is we, we're not going if that that can't happen for some time. So to your point, Brandon, you, you can't spend the next six weeks making Ray and Dominic just continue to be assholes every week. You, you, or or, it's a, or like either they're assholes or they're like real dumb. You right, know what I mean? Right. It's like it's like when you watch a movie and th- they take way too long to develop the characters. You're like, okay, you just made the dumbest protagonist characters in the history of movies. Right, you know, like right. how do they not? You, they yeah. need to learn. Like yep. they have to learn something. They can't just be the same every single episode. No question. They have to learn. And, and the other thing is is simply like if they want to be assholes to Murphy because of everything that's happened in skeptical and stuff, that's fine. It's when they like, I feel like they've kind of crossed the line where they're just being jerks to well, Aaliyah. But, and uh, if there is one clear cut face in this, it's Aaliyah. So you're right about that. And again, and she's doing a good job and, and that's why it kind of works. But I do, I do think that that's, that's subtle though. Like I think that that can be handled subtly, which is at some point you can just simply say, look, we love you, but you don't understand the mistake that you're making. Like you don't understand what you're doing. Sure. But like sure. it's a very in, in a more supportive thing. way. Um I, I just I, I feel like they're if they haven't crossed a line, they're very close to crossing a line 
that they're just flat out jerks to Aaliyah. I, I I think it's approaching it, but I do I do still think that we know enough about Murphy and Rollins that we can still believe that they're right to be skeptical. And because they're right to be skeptical, I think that does cover a little bit of like the no, you just might be a really dumb girl. Like you just might be a stupid girl who's prioritizing your crush over anything that makes sense and anything that's logical or good for your family. Um, so I well, that's true. What they did on Friday would support that. I yes. I, I think there's enough there. I I I think that's again subtly you can you can ease it a little bit so they're not quite as dickish in the process, but. Again, it's part of the reason why I like this. They're telling a lot of really good stories at once. This is, you know, like we, we can joke about it being Romeo and Juliet or whatever, but like they are telling a captivating movie-like story here where there have been a lot of families that have felt a lot of ways. Like th- this is actually TV show worthy. It's pretty good what they're doing right now. And so I'm, 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 I'm continue to be in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, and I guess here's uh, now that I, I agree with you pretty much, uh, continue to be in. Um, I feel like we're, yeah, again, we're, we're in survivor series mode now. So I feel like all the stories are, you know, just kind of progressing instead of doing anything. There wasn't much else to talk about. And well, there's, there, there's, no, there's, there wasn't, there's That's, one other story that I've liked. I mean, that now is so glaringly obvious what the reason for it is. <laughs> and that's with Lana. <laughs> Like this is just her being the sole survivor, and then that's it, right? Like that's all this. Probably, is. yeah, yes. probably, probably. And by the way, it was great to see another awesome Lars Sullivan segment on Friday. That was. Oh God, I I, I tweeted it out there. They really are trying to do it's... that Mick Foley segment from back in '96. The only difference is Mick Foley is likable, yep. and he can talk, and he can yep. tell stories, yep. and none of those apply to Lars. Well, yep. And the Mick Foley stuff, a lot of it was true, right? Like, wasn't he working in some real yes. life stuff? Yeah, with... I mean, it, it was it was skewed and and uh, sure. exaggerated, but yes, largely it was his. But story. this is completely bullshit. Well, right? I don't yes. I don't know that, but yeah, I mean, it would seem like I I have no idea if Lars Sullivan was picked on as a kid he might have been it's totally possible right like but and then then, then he killed everybody in his town i mean (laughs) it's a really bad it's just bad it's just it's just really really no but like the way and the way the way they did it it made it sound like he killed people no i hear you i (laughs) I mean am i wrong about that (laughs) he's a psychopath there's no doubt about that um anything that you wanted to get to from nxt yeah well we we gotta talk about the um the leon ruff thing Oh yeah, right. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, that thing that happened. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. So, I- I'm gonna try to say this. It's, it's insane. <laughs> but it's not. It's not good. He's but, just getting it back in a week or two, right? Yeah, I, I was. It, but I it was, doesn't make anyone look good in the. Pro- it never. These storylines have never worked in the history of wrestling. So I disagree. What I disagree? It, what do you mean? When James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth never won a title. Nobody beat the champion. I, I mean, but yeah, I, but, but there is a little bit different. It hurts. It hurts the championship. It hurts right. the people involved. Actually, you could make an argument that it did hurt AJ Styles to lose or uh, John Moxley to lose to James Ellsworth. 
Oh, I was going to say AJ Styles. Yeah, I, or AJ Styles, which, I, you know, I don't think yes. it, I didn't think it hurt it, AJ Styles at all. You argument that it did hurt them to it lose. It didn't to, hurt him at No, all. and in it fact, it, it, it was so good that we just kept wanting yeah. to watch to see where it was but going anyways, next. But he never won the title. That's the difference here. Okay, hang on. Winning the title's not let's, good. Let's go. Let's, let's take a step back for a second, right? I don't necessarily disagree with you, and sure as shit would never have done this, right? And I was 100% convinced that, like, he was not, the, the, the night was not ending with Leon yeah, Ruff. I thought he was going to get it back, too. Right. I thought yeah. that, like, it, he was getting it back before the show was over, in which case, like, yeah, it's a footnote to history. It's, it's sort of what it is. That being said, I think this also depends on... I, we have to be certain that they don't think that Leon Ruff will ever be anything. I think it's a little... We have to be a little careful in that. I'm not suggesting that Leon Ruff will ever be a star necessarily uh, as a professional wrestler. But I think it's possible that Leon Ruff could have the type of career where if you look at the list of, for example, like intercontinental champions of all time, the Godfather was an intercontinental champion. Yeah. I don't know that it's the end of the world that someone wins a secondary belt that isn't a truly great performer. Now, there is a big difference between The Godfather and Leon Ruff as of this moment. Yes. But that's what we're talking about is, is, is this a flat joke? Or is it the introduction of Leon Ruff as a performer for the next 12 months? Because if it's the latter, I will probably feel different about it down the road. If it's the former, then I'm with you. Like I know it, this wasn't a the belt wasn't involved, but if it's the latter, this is the one two three kid beating Razor Ramon, and then he turned into a real. It was sure. a jobber that beat right. You know, he was just yeah. a jobber. No one knew who he was. Right, he was the Lightning King or whatever, and then the Lightning Kid, and then he turned into a real character, like a thing. Yes, um, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I disagree, and the reason I'm gonna disagree is because, um, I don't think it matters because I think. You know, one thing that we get too wrapped up in in the wrestling bubble is the championships and uh, the weight we put behind, like, you know, this is devaluing this chip. But if, if this was a real thing, like if this was real, if this wasn't made up stories, this would happen every now and again. Like if this was real sports. Well, Some Leon random fucko would beat the champion every now Leon and again. Leon Ruff wouldn't get a title shot in real sports, though. If the if, if I'm. Well, I hang mean, on. That's not necessarily true. Saying, wait, 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 like, whoa, 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 like hang Jets, on, hang on, hang uh, on. The Steelers sometimes. Yeah, you that's know? but that's but, and but that's, the Jets aren't in the Super Bowl. I understand that, but that's not uh, it's not necessarily true either, Aaron. Right? Like Hasim Rahman defeated Lennox Lewis. But Hasim Rahman hadn't spent the past three months getting destroyed by everybody before him. But he had like, Leon Ruff. This isn't the first time we've seen Leon Ruff. They, this guy's a jobber who just happened to win a title. But, against but we've one barely of the we haven't the seen we haven't seen enough of Leon Ruff to know that he's terrible. He's just a no, guy. No, that, but but his character right now is portrayed as a jobber. I under to the to the extent that it's been portrayed, it's largely not been portrayed. Like that's right. the point that I'm trying to make. Like we don't really know enough about Leon Ruff to say that he's I mean, garbage. He, there was that stretch during the pandemic era where he would seem to be on almost every week to get. Okay, beat. let me let me let me give you a comparison then. Okay. Then how can you justify being okay? with the formation of the revival because essentially those were two jobbers who just randomly won the tag titles. They, they were completely did, they, irrelevant. 
But they they had one match. They, uh, they had one matches to get no. that title shot. No, yes, no, no, they no, no. did. Yes, no, they no, no. did. Nothing yes. relevant. They had one match. They were two job guys that I rolled my eyes at while I was watching but, the match. And then, and then, and then they won matches. They but hang on. And, and Aaron, you're also winning but, the but you're dismissing the fact that this was the choice of the person. Like, they, they I, made no, it very... I, I, under, I understand the storyline here, but I'm saying, that, like, this isn't... Uh, you know, the, I think the one, two, three kid is actually the good comparison if you want to well, make the I, comparison I actually here. Think, and if they do it I, that I, way, I think you're being fine. dismissive of Brandon's point about there being a sports comparison. There are a lot of times... Where, where champions purposely like are told you have to defend your belt and they they, they some bullshit they, opponent that happens right. all the time in the history of boxing that's happened forever that they are not forced to I face mean, someone. has a guy who had lost 10 straight matches ever won a title i, I think you're nitpicking a little too much here i i mean i i, I the I point is just this like, anybody can beat anybody at any time if you're considering that this isn't rigged like if I mean, in a, but, in a but rigged were, world, I mean, he was just he was just saying Taka, you know, he can believe it when he's 14 that Taka Michinuku can beat uh, no. Triple H, but can't believe it now. I got to be honest. The other thing that you're doing here is you're making it the heavyweight championship. And I have a real problem yeah. with that. It's well, not because it is John, because it's Johnny Gargano, because but that's, he is, that's part of the, the problem. That's who on the planet. Is, but you have to consider who he is at the moment. Who he is at the moment well, is the character that you do this kind of a lot of. Then we then we got to go back to a lot of the conversations we've had over the past. By the way, he's had he's why, had he's had three matches ever on NXT. Uh, but he also was a jobber on Raw and a jobber on SmackDown and but a jobber on Two Hundred Five Live. Right, you're, 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 I remember that. You know, that's that's a that's an audience of one. Cold I mean, there, there's a reason that they picked Leon Ruff because he was well enough known as a jobber. Like if they had picked. Uh, you know, one of the other Evolve guys who had never been on the show before, it's a different thing. They pick Leon Ruff because he's known as a jobber. I, I disagree with that. I think any sort of, like, guy like that that would be written on the wheel like that, like, there's a reason they wrote him on the wheel like that, because you had to believe that's the guy he wanted to face. Because, if, we, if know everyone, his, because we know his name, because he's no, been on it. No, if everyone just knew his name, we, then why would they make his tile white and colored in with marker? Because he's a job, he's that guy. He's that guy that you bring in to have a match with and win. Like I, I feel like that's what they were but, going but, for. But I'm, sa- I'm, t- I'm saying they clearly thought they had to communicate that to the audience. Right, I understand that. Well, then, but then you wouldn't know that. that he's that guy. I, I just like this wasn't a like. I think they picked this guy specifically because we did know him as a job. We've seen him before. We've seen him not be good or, or lose matches, not not be good. I, because Leon Ruff, the wrestler, is is wonderful. I, I I mean I think there's a fine line here. I'm not. It's we're we're I mean, dancing in the circles. A, that's a fair point. I just think it's overstated. Um, I I am not. Look, I, I do I like it? Mm, I don't know that I like it. I'm not as offended by it as you're portraying. And again, it will depend on where it goes from here. I will particularly not be offended by it if Leon Ruff ends up becoming a performer. And the truth is that this was always sort of his way into becoming a performer. And this is just the way they went about doing it. And knowing, look, he's not likely to hold this belt for very long anyway. Um, that all being said, I think this is the type of thing that you kind of outsmart yourself when you don't have a championship on your show. And you're yeah. trying to get attention, and that goes to, it speaks to the problems that you have when you don't have your championship. Um, we'll find out something well, he'll more. He'll be on the show next week, so I don't we'll find know out something. Well, but I, he can be on the show next week, but we don't know what, that's, what the purpose of that is. Like, you haven't had a champion... It could be to set up a future match, or it could be to drop the title for all we know. Right, like, there could be any number of reasons why he's on the show next week. So, I 
I don't know, man. It, I, I think I, I think we're reading too much into this. I think this is simply they're trying to flesh out the Johnny the Boob character, which is fantastic. And I think it's nothing more than that. I mean, I think they're going to show that, you know, I'm sure Indy Hartwell is going to get involved with him, too, a- again. And that there's something here where, you know, they're trying to tell this story of this, you know, pompous guy. He's not the Johnny. Like you can't, you can't judge him as the Johnny from before. But that's, that's the, not. But that's the problem. That then they should have never had him go over Tommaso Ciampa. Like I, I, I can't get away from that. You, this is any ever what you're going to be doing with Johnny Gargano. That's just fine. You don't have him win the feud of feuds to become that guy. That's bullshit. It's Tommaso Ciampa's wonderful, and he hasn't been the same. Johnny Gargano came out on top, and and they decided not to have him be the same. It, you can't have it both ways. This is this is all well and good if you never did that. This sucks. I I I can't. You can tell me that Johnny's doing a good job as the Johnny the Boob character. That's fine, but this sucks. I've watched. I've dedicated myself to watching NXT, and Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa was the heart of NXT. Was what mattered about NXT for years. To go from that to this, you can't get around it. It sucks. It just sucks. This is not the way that this is supposed to be. It's not supposed to, in the same way that MJF isn't supposed to beat Cody Rhodes for Cody Rhodes to matter and MJF not to, that Darby Allen's not supposed to beat Cody Rhodes to some now be his sidekick. That's not the way professional wrestling is supposed to work. When you win the feud, when you accomplish something, you're supposed to be what matters. This sucks. I disagree. I mean, I think they're telling the story that he's his own undoing. And I think I think that's a, a fine story to tell. Have him be his own undoing in the Tommaso Ciampa match. <laughs> I mean, like it's just not that hard. Uh, but and he I, cheated I in that I match. Have, I would have never brought titles into the picture. He didn't or win say, that match. He didn't win that match fairly. That's fine. So then you, why wouldn't he cheat okay, to beat you, Leon so you Ruff? You can't put all this weight on a match that had a bullshit ending. I can. When every that's every Johnny Gargano match has had a bullshit ending. Not now. every match. Oh, the, you're, you're right. The one, he, the, the one where he beat. Uh, t- oh no, that had a bull. Pretty much, yeah. Every actually, now that I think about it, almost every Johnny Gargano match has had a bullshit ending. Since he's turned heel, yes. And, I mean, but that's the whole and point. And by the way, that was not it was not that was not a pure wrestling match either. It's kind of hard to have you know anything other than a bullshit ending when you're doing something like that in a cinematic style. I mean, it's just the nature of of what you're that, getting. And into. it just proves my point that you shouldn't put so much weight in it. Well, no, they put the weight into it. I didn't. They did. No, the, but you're you're saying it means more than it than it they, was they're the saying heart it. of dub, of NXT, the like soul of this show for five years has been these two performers. The thing that made you come back, I didn't do that. They did that. This isn't my fault. It's their fault to and, do and, all of that. Have him come out on top, end it, and then say now we're just gonna have him go be a boob sucks it can't be anything other than that that sucks and here here to, to go any further if this storyline is johnny gargano's a boob why did he ever win the north american title boob shouldn't cheated. be winning title boob should not be great so he's he's a guy who can cheat to win to win titles why but if he's a boob then he's he's an effective boob then why wouldn't well, you choose yeah. to be an effective I mean, boob more often he's Nope. Hello. I, I don't. I, I, I don't. 
I don't understand. I, just, I don't I, even I understand like the point. I don't. A boob, that a makes boob. no sense. If this the storyline is don't take Johnny Gargano seriously anymore, I don't want that title anywhere near guys. Don't take don't him want seriously to- on his own without help. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Not don't take him serious. I don't know. I think you're overstating all of this. It's 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 just he he's trying too hard. He's doing things that that that. Uh, are not honorable. He'll win sometimes, but he also shoots himself in the foot. But he can't win without the other people. That's what that's the story. Well, no, 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 no. We right believe he, he can to... because we know the performer he is, but he's not leaving it to chance, I guess you could say. And the time but he has left it to chance. He's lost in those times. He's left No, it to he chance. cheated in those matches too, and he's still lost. Candace cheated in the and, match. Okay. Still... So and, and then he can't win with like the, the story you're painting is not Sometimes a good one for something. Johnny Gargano. Like I don't, I don't like this storyline. I mean, none of the stuff you're you're just putting a magnifying glass on what they do with everyone else. There's no, no difference in this than The Miz who cheats and wins sometimes and cheats and loses sometimes. There's no difference in this than because they, anyone they don't, else. They don't, they don't show the other side for The Miz. I'm okay with that because Miz is a boob. And Miz, he's a very effective boob, but he's a boob. Johnny Gargano's not that. You're, if you're making Johnny Gargano the, the, the Miz... Where he can't win without so, cheating. And the he, argument he that you're presenting with- is that nobody can ever change their character ever. No, no, no. I, I'm happy to have you change your character. I'm not happy. I, I'm being very specific about No, no about what Aaron this. just said is that you no, can't. No, no, you can change your character, but you have said, to. I know who this is, that he's you not are, that. If you, are the best, if you are the best wrestler in the world, changing to become a boob doesn't then not make you the best wrestler in the world anymore. No, but if he's if he lost his confidence, I mean, there's a lot going on in this story that isn't just all of a sudden he can't wrestle. Like that, they're not telling, they're not saying that. They're just saying he'll do anything to win now. But he's not winning. He lost to Leon Ruff. But he also he won and lost. I mean, just just because he's not successful, like I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand like, your I, point. I, I feel like I feel like if this whole thing is about establishing the Gargano boob character. I wouldn't have Let's ever get away put from the, title the boob the thing. It's one thing I said one time that you focused on. So, what, it's, it's, so then saying, what is his character then? He's an asshole. I don't know. I mean, what's anyone's character? Like, no one really has but, a character. But, but, but the Leon Ruff loss does point to saying, like, that's what he is. And that's what they are trying to portray is that yeah, he's like a he guy. He shot himself was, in the foot by doing yeah, this cocky, dumbass exactly. thing. Sure. So, but, like... I, I, I don't know if I like – if that's the character you're portraying, I, I don't know why you ever put the title in the picture. And they also pointed out that he's lost his first defense of every title he's ever had. So that was the other reason they did it, right? Man, but like I, I don't understand what the value of that is either. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, it's uh, you can not like it, but it – I don't uh, like it. I've made that very clear. I don't yeah, like it. Fine. <laughs> I can't hide from that. It's not, I, the worst, it's not even the worst I, thing on that show. I hate all of this. What is the worst thing on the show? Well, Pat McAfee, sure. But, like, yes. I, <laughs> I, I hate all of this. I was wondering like, if there was something else that jumped out. No, uh, no. I mean, it's Pat McAfee who just, it's, it, you continue to force it down my throat. And I, it's what it is, man. It's what it is. All right. Well, can we, is there anything else we had to cover? Can we wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap up. All right. Yeah. Very good. Anybody want to get a plug for something in? Uh, Aaron Vieson? Yeah, VSIN, SiriusXM204, VSIN.com. You can watch it on Comcast Xfinity, on the VSIN app, all your sports gambling needs. So go check it out. I, I got to be uh, honest with you. I'm really mad that you guys didn't give me more. I, I, I sent you guys gold in the group text last night, and I feel like the response I got back <laughs> was, hey, was I, not. Hey, I gave you props. I was not worthy of the gold 
that oh, that I yeah. that I gave you. I mean, that's it, it, it was it was pretty amazing. Do you want to? Uh, I'm sure you stole it from Ben Nash, but do you want to say it anyways? You know, you know, it's really funny too. So I'll I'll pull the curtain <laughs> back. Um, I uh, I tried messaging Ben earlier today, <laughs> and I said, "All right, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna re- you're gonna you're gonna say like the last time when he was like I worked up a promo. You're gonna say you did that again." And then I'm going to hit play and it's going to be you telling my joke. <laughs> and like an a-hole he had to work today and he couldn't do it. <laughs> I was really mad about that. Yeah, I uh, li- I was watching NXT and of course uh, Tony Storm returned to my life. And as you guys know, I've been a Tony Storm fan uh, since the year 1775. Yeah. Um, I've always- Which is why I thought that might be the worst thing that she didn't win. Ah, it was shameful. It was shameful. You're right about that. But... Um, uh, you know what? I don't really know if I want to tell this joke now that I think about it. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, I said um, I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna give the entire setup to it, but uh, the joke is: Hey, did you guys hear why Tony Storm wasn't at work the other day? No. Uh, why? Uh, why wasn't she, Glenn? It's because she called in thick. <laughs> it was really good, and I feel like you guys should. It, it's pretty great. You guys she really did though. call in thick on Wednesday. She called in thick, did she ever? Uh, big fan, big fan of Tony Storm. All right, uh, Brandon, uh, something you'd like to plug? So you know, I, God, it's I've been waiting for so long to have something to talk about. Yeah, and the last couple of weeks, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, and you, you kind of shit. We finally got some good news. Finally. Oh, oh. Have you ever been to Aldi? <laughs> <laughs> Because Aldi has street corn dip that is the greatest shit I've ever had. Street corn dip? Wait, wait, say this again? So, Although AJ will pick on me and call it the real name. (laughs) What's the the real name for street corn? Oh, my God. That's so funny. I can't even. Oh, my God. Remember he yelled at me? No, and I know the answer because I've used it before. I knew it. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, my mind is just gone. It's it's like um oh it's it's uh, uh, uh Jesus Christ hang on I'll look it up in one Elote. second elote. elote Jesus Christ why could I not think of that So yeah elote but it's so they have a dip it's um it's street corn dip and it's the greatest thing what? I've ever Sounds, had in my they life They also have so. bloody mary flavored chips that I would like to try so I might need to make a run The problem is you don't know if they're going to have them That's the only issue about Aldi it's like somebody's like, dude, you got to try these Bloody Mary chips. I'm like, I'm going right now. And then you get over there like, oh, we had those last week. Sorry, don't have them now. Like, it's the only right. issue with the old trip to Aldi. But that sounds amazing to me. Um, yep. Hey, uh, quick shout out to our boys at uh, Jimmy Seafood. They're going to be on uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives again, which is awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's a very Showing cool thing. Showing off their crab crab egg roll, which I, I am uh, so angry I haven't been making, able to try it. Making a trip next week. Making a trip next week because I have not tried those yet either. So that has to happen too. Uh, at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me, at the AOster, at uh, Brandon Linton, and at AJ Francis 410. For Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben, jobbing out. Jobbing out. Fuck Aldi for not having what I want when I want it.